0: my name is dr iglesias and this is deep in your business i'll be your host along with Álvaro salim Noriega. Every time de He get it worse. Soldiers. He gets get it
1: worse every single episode, <laughs> you man.
0: Gotta man, have man. that long name, man. I just like Michael Robert oh, yeah, Casanova, sir. man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And today we're here with my boy, man, good friend, minister of the gospel, Jay White, man. What's up, brother?
2: Doing awesome, awesome. So glad. Thank you guys for allowing me to sit with you all and share some truth and just, just
0: dive in and spread the word. So, what year did we meet again? God, oh was, wow, we're talking like the
2: early two thousands, street ministries. Yeah. That's when we met out there preaching the gospel out there in Winwood area. Yeah, yes, I mean, yeah. And I
0: met you as DJ. P-Cave. Uh-huh. Preacher yeah, Kid. Yeah. yeah, I remember. <laughs> I was man. in that
2: season of uh, DJing and mixing. it wasn't that many yeah. Christian DJs back then, at so yeah. that's all, where bro. the inspiration at came all. from <laughs> to get involved yeah. in the
0: field. It was DJ Obadiah, right?
2: Yeah, at the DJ time? Obadiah.
1: Yeah, was, uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah man. so God. how So how do you still get the music? Like if, you know, if you were a Christian mm-hmm. DJ... How do you used to get the music? Because, you know, at that time, we, we used to do Napster. We used to do, uh-huh. you know, a bunch of stuff. The people don't even know what, yeah. the, what we're yeah. talking about yeah. right Yeah, now. yeah. yeah. <laughs> we had, well, a lot
2: of the local artists, they had their CDs. Everybody had CDs on deck. Right. Uh, another way we had, was able to get music was a lot of people were sending music through, through the radio stations. Um, back then, I had some mentors that I was working with, with WNBM. Uh, MJ Smith, uh, Missy Bailey from Hot 105. So I was able to get my hands on a lot of music at that time because of the connections that I had in the early 2000s and still do it to this
0: day. One thing I learned from you, man, is your consistency, man. I've seen a lot of brothers and sisters really fall out that boat, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've seen you, man. I've seen you consistently serving the Lord. I've seen you just ministering the gospel, and you stayed in the music, man. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Again, I've seen a lot of people... Fall out. I mean, I go way back with uh, Galilee three sixteen. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah, uh, I remember Prodigal that. Son, mm-hmm. and you yeah. know we used to do the jail ministry together. And yeah. man, a lot of them are yeah not serving the Lord. And 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 who the young man that died? What's his name, man? That was part we of that group. We had redeemed that passed redeemed away. That passed redeemed, away. Yeah, yeah, redeemed.
2: Yeah, chosen. Yeah. He also passed away. A uh, wise passed away. Yeah, chosen had passed away. Mm. What a uh, wise had passed away. Uh, And then we just recently had Professor Biz who passed away. There's a lot of Christian artists that were really in the faith uh, that definitely, uh, you know, lost their lives and everything. But uh, the legacy that they left. Yes, they were taking a stand for the gospel. Yes, uh, it's kind of sad that some of them haven't get didn't get the chance to see the uh, the uh, the longevity and the perfection that has yes. happened. because I started out when gospel rap when it was considered demonized. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was getting kicked oh, yeah. out the church <laughs> yeah. in the literally in the late yeah. '90s. Oh, I started. Yeah. I put out my first single probably in '97 or '96. Um, mm. um, my father had yeah. a Christian record label, so I was PK preacher kid. I literally was putting out records oh, as oh, a kid. My mom taught me how to rap. Because um, she was a gospel rapper. Your mom
3: <laughs> taught you how to rap? Yeah. That's wow. an awesome I didn't even story. want to even get
2: into gospel rap I literally was just uh, I loved I was listening to R&B Boys the Band, Brian McKnight Those jerk. were the people yeah. I was listening Mom yeah. was like No, there's a Christian event coming up And you're going to learn how to rap for
4: Jesus And I was <laughs> what? like oh, God. Yeah. Bro, But you know what That was I, unheard of at that time <laughs> Yes Wow
0: yeah. What I love about I mean, from then still to now It's Jesus music Yes Yes. You know, it ain't the bass in the back, and then you know, oh, let me give my testimony. No, your your, your music should have been your testimony. Yeah. <laughs> you know, your your music should yeah. be the one preaching. You don't have to preach and then make people you know get in the flesh. And, yeah. But man, I love your music, man. Yeah, and, and I
2: give uh, I I thank the Lord for really placing me in the family that I was in, that I'm in. Uh, my mom and dad, they really. Uh, believe in to, they believed in to building a relationship with Jesus Christ and allowing Him to give you the lyrics and give you the music. Mm. So I definitely give my props to my parents who really brought me up in God's word Praise and God. make sure that the relationship is bigger than the rap. And how Amen. did how did
1: your mom mm. teach you? Like you know what did what did she
2: teach you? I'm mm. talking about the basics of from rhyming to what? literally writing wow. the Book of Psalms and Proverbs. What? Um, so that's literally I, I she took me out of school and I remember being in homeschool for a good three years. Oh and that's, that's so literally cool. that's awesome, three o'clock man. in the morning. Get up, I'm gonna, we're gonna fast, we're gonna pray, all these different things. <laughs> wow. And it's like how bro. old were you? <laughs> how old
1: were you back then? Oh man, Damn. we're talking
2: about my eighth, ninth, and tenth grade year. Oh, wow. <laughs> <Wow. laughs> yeah. He was a little yes. kid, bro. Yes, wow. she Thanks had God. me really up two o'clock in the morning. It's like when you're in homeschool, there is no set hours. Yep. So it was the word of God, uh, three right. or four hours. And then it was, we're going to go over your math and English and everything. But wow. it really, really helped me, honestly. It really did help me. Um, and I kind of encourage parents to make sure if you discover young people in your children with a gift, it's so important that you bring balance to that because if they don't, uh, the confusion will come. They'll think that their gift is for them, and it's not for us. I like that. But it's for to be used by God mm. in Amen. order to change lives. So, Amen. And I learned Amen. that at a young age. So as I met other artists who were coming into the rap, mm. I'm, I tried to pass on to them. My father, one thing I knew about... I thought at that age, when you're young, you're thinking it's control when they won't let you go out and rap other places. Mm, But I really believe had I left before my time and started rapping at other churches before I got that release from my parents... I really wouldn't be able to understand why people would kick me off the stage. When I, I'm i like, I'm rapping about Jesus. Why mm. you won't accept it? They would. They would <laughs> mm. I didn't know it. The only place I used to rap was at my dad's church. So when I actually got older and I started going out, they were like, oh, this is of the devil. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute, let me show you God's <laughs> word. Mm. I was able to back it up with God's word. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. if had I not had that, and I think a lot of artists are doing that, they're trying to really... Put forth the gift And it's like No You gotta really Show the character And the lifestyle of Jesus Hallelujah You know You can sit and debate With people all day But it's the evidence That's gonna really cause them To understand Why God has called you In this lane. Yeah
0: you know, I've, I've been called everything a Pharisee, a self-righteous. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you in groups are I man, they're talking about Pastor Serge, But this is from the beginning because it's always been about the gospel, man. Yes, yeah. You know, and yeah. I noticed that about you. You hang out with the crowd, but bro, your character never changed. <laughs> mm-hmm. I personally never seen you backslide. I personally never see you compromise and... Man that's just powerful man especially in the rap industry because mm.
1: 90% of these guys are just in the flesh bro Well yeah. but look look at the background you know he was doing it from a kid you know from being a kid and then his parents are guiding him his parents are feeding him yes. not only in the talent but you know in the word and yes. it's it's a more complete type of thing what you were doing you know yes. cuz if they discovered your talent and they're feeding it with a purpose. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to go out there to, oh, what do I do with this? Let right. me get money. Let me get uh, fame. Let me get this, which is what most people do. Right. You knew exactly what you wanted to do because you were guided towards it. That's well, really I want to cool. say mm-hmm. this.
0: I wasn't guided toward it. I had no direction. Mm-hmm. I never rapped yeah. a day in my life. And God says, you're going to do rap music. So what I'm trying to say is, yeah, that's th- the parents helped. But it's the Holy Spirit who empowers. Oh, definitely. The Holy Spirit yes. who, because the anointing is withdrawal. You're lifting up the name of Jesus, you're going to draw all men, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that, man, you've just been sealed, man. You've been called, man. And I just love it how you're firm in the things of God, man, giving God the glory and the praise. I'm glad you said that because.
2: That seal brought me back to a time where, you know, as, a, as an artist, you go through the temptations of life and things like that. I was offered opportunities to record other secular artists. And I remember experiencing that. And I remember actually going through a time where I actually started working with other secular artists to record them. And it was the time mm-hmm. in my career. This had to be probably 2004 or five. I had ended up recording a secular rapper. A week later, that whole place got robbed.
1: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but what and do you then, mean? Like he, they, they they got the,
3: they the equipment, stuff, set, and set everything. Up, wow. And
2: I remember talking to the guy, and he called me the next day. He was like, "PK, man, mm. my place got hit up." He said, "I don't understand." It's like mm. as soon as he was telling me this, I started thinking about Jonah, and I was like, mm. "Oh my god." I said, bro, <laughs> I need to let you know I'm a gospel. I work, we're post I'm not supposed to be doing this. Wow. And it was a time I was going through a real financial situation. I was like, and he was like, hey, I'll pay you X amount of dollars. I just need somebody to record this. And I was like, okay, let me do it. But just that happened. Wow. And let me tell you, this has happened twice in my career. Mm. To where I work with someone else just to record mm. them, and then something happened. And mm. when that happened the second time, I, I just was like, you know what, Lord, forgive me. Yes. Like amen. forgive me yeah. this and I started sharing with other artists like look when you've been set apart and anointed by come God on, come on. you cannot come on I said my experience I'm telling you you don't have yes, to go sir. down that road I've mm. tried that road before and I'm telling you and when artists will call me now to, and I let them know look if you need information about BMI and ASCAP of course I can give you information but if you need me to make a beat you need mm. me to record you come need on. me to help you write songs i you can't i cannot touch what you're doing come on <laughs> yeah because if i do yeah. there's something that's gonna come happen. on Let me tell I you, I said brother, i can't like, explain it but my past history proves that i yeah. cannot
3: touch it amen you're a rare breed my brother yes because, you know I, I i had a christian rap studio for about three four years and i had two artists that was dealing i'm sure you're familiar with Jabez. Mm-hmm. so Jabez is you know we were at our little group thing and then I also had another artist in Cruz, and we were we were that same platform. Like I had so many secular artists that would want to come in, and oh yeah, y'all yeah, you. Yeah, I got a studio All right, I cool. Yeah, well, yeah, we do, but you know, we're set apart from from the Lord, and mm-hmm. people get so offended to be like, what? What do you mean? Like I'm gonna pay you though. I'm gonna pay you. I'm like, <laughs> like, but you're not getting this. You know? You're not getting this clear. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. And but you feel so lonely in that. Mm-hmm. You feel so lonely. Like, am I just being like religious, <laughs> yeah. or am I just being like the the like the so hard on my convictions, and no oh, but, one else can come mm-hmm. in. And but
1: look, but look how cool both perspectives. Because mm-hmm. from the outside is yo, you have a studio, so it's 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 all game. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. people have a studio, it's like oh, I'm gonna record a, you know, a Aretha Franklin, or mm-hmm. I'm gonna do a rap video, or sure. I'm gonna do whatever. So you can use it for anything. Mm-hmm. So if you're saying I have a studio, that's the vision from the outside, mm-hmm. right? But right. the vision from the inside is. Hey, if we have this studio and we do it for God, then it's a different thing. Mm-hmm. And that's where people go, yo, but what do you mean? What What is different about right. your thing or or what I have in mind?
2: Mm-hmm. And it's right. the
1: purpose of it. Yeah. yeah. It's a yeah. covenant, too.
2: You got yeah. to That's why I say it comes yes. when your relationship with God. Yeah. Well, God will let you know there's a covenant I'm making with you. Exactly. And it's like when you make that covenant with God, <laughs> I'm Everything. telling you, you can literally put yourself on the in some equipment, tough situation. Anointing.
3: I would pray over the <laughs> mic like... I was so like, bro, I wanted everything to be perfect. And this is the, for God, I wanted to be perfect. You
0: know? Yeah, so we have um, my producer for many years, man, just started doing secular rappers, man. Mm-hmm. Going to strip clubs, mm-hmm. going to clubs. And I'm like, I mean, I went off on him. Oh, there's nothing wrong with that. With a straight face, and I said, "Brother, you got a seared conscience." (laughs) You know that's why I'm called all these names, but no no one calls me a man of God. You know, (laughs) I'm I'm standing for Jesus, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, why is it that we like to debate Mm -hmm. things that are of the flesh? What about not debate things that are of the spirit? Things that Mm -hmm. draw you closer to God. So, yeah, my producer, man, doing these things, and then I had another friend of mine working in a club, and I go, "Brother, that's Babylon." You know, you're, you're you're going back to Babylon where God set you free from captivity. And now you're going right back in to that vomit
1: where God took you. And only a dog goes back to their vomit. Well, but it's, it's you touched something really cool that happened to me probably like three, four weeks I ago. I hope you didn't just
0: change the subject. No, 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 I'm, not at I'm all. going somewhere not with this. Not at all, not yeah. at
1: It's actually part of yeah. it, what he said. Um, you were talking about covenant. Mm-hmm. And when you don't take the covenant seriously, right? That's when you when everything is game and everything is okay. So the wor- the way the world sees it, they cannot see the covenant in it. Mm-hmm. But if you are serious with the covenant, you your conscience doesn't let you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been going through a very hard financial situation. I was trying to find a job, and they offered me a job uh, selling like this marijuana products. Mm-hmm and they were offering like like really good sales commission and everything and i just said man how can i sell that stuff and call myself a christian how can mm-hmm. i sell that stuff that i don't agree with and and just have a straight face and and, and just be like yeah you know it's a job it's legal you know it's bro it just it just it just didn't clear in my conscience mm-hmm. so i had to suck up A really bad situation, not make the money, but have my my relationship with God intact instead of selling out for a couple of, you know, uh, dollars here and there and then have to come to repentance and pay the price of all of it
0: though. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's good.
1: Amen. So yeah, going back to that, I, I,
0: I see the compromise and the compromise is money. You needed money, yeah. and I, it's I, like, I need need, I needed the money. Hey, if yeah. you sell
1: some weed, which is legal, yeah. you're good. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to solve my problem, but yeah. I'm going to have an issue right here. And mm-hmm. then this is more valuable to me yeah. than the money itself. Mm-hmm. Now, let's look at the facts. Why is
0: it that a Christian producer, a rapper, whatever, just a, a layman worker, you know? Why is it that you would do something for the world and not for a Christian? Christians don't like to spend money. Yep. Yeah, you know, uh, Ooh, I, I've had a studio was a, that <laughs> was a big problem, <laughs> it's yeah. huge. Yeah, well, they'll we'll throw see. three thousand dollars on the table easy uh, for a music yeah. video. A Christian, I mean, how much uh, three four hundred dollars, and they're crying. Yeah, hey, yeah. can I pay you in twenty dollars? You know, payments uh, so, a
1: yeah. month? Don't, it's crazy, don't, don't go that far. Oh, yeah. I have a I came yeah. out with a t shirt. Oh, it's 25 bucks. Oh, bro, that's so expensive. Yeah, yeah. but they can buy. Louis Vuitton for you know 150 yeah. bucks t-shirt yeah and it's yeah. the same crap you yeah. know it's yeah. just it, like before it just makes Distro sense.
2: Kid and all these different things we literally secular mm. artists would spend two to four thousand dollars on beats yeah now mind you it, I was in that era mm. so it's yep. like you're making beats for Christian rappers and nobody has money to, <laughs> to buy, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. buy music yep. and you're literally just sitting there like yep. okay I'm gonna just keep giving, keep helping, and helping and helping, and then it's sometimes the tempt, like you say, the temptations they come, and it's yeah. like, yo, I got three bands. And yeah, it's like, yeah.
3: there's
0: now and you got You records. made that beat
2: in five minutes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So that's the issue that literally the temptation that a lot of artists were really, and I'm seeing now how God is always God always has a remnant. God always has a solution, and I think my passion is to really encourage these artists to hey trust God at the end of the day the more you build value in yourself for some reason it started attracting money mm. I said that's what I had to learn in those tough situations is that I started working on myself I started working on my my craft I started working on character I started going around I literally started going out to other pastors and trying to figure out why you are demonizing Christian rap what is your personal issue and then I started getting feedback mm. and I would take it back to the artists and say hey, Let's 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 pull our pants up. Let's, let's stop let's, grabbing let's our let's crotch work, while let's we up here rapping. Mm, yeah. yes. if wow. they ask us to take our hat off, take your hat off. Let's get the gospel. Let let's Amen. not let the little things stop us from mm, getting up yes. here to minister the oh, gospel. Really Amen. Good. You know, and yeah. a lot of things Amen. were literally some artists were writing gospel songs, but their lifestyle was just chaos. Yes, yes. and it's like, bruh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> if yep. we're gonna build this, we gotta build it right. Come on, <laughs> you know yep, what I mean. Yep, yep, so it was it was a lot that made us had to stop and just say, hey, let's look ourselves in the mirror before we try to you know get upset about what the issues may be in life so
0: So, so he's a pastor's son Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and pastor's sons are are very kids are very rebellious Mm -hmm. i got three you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. i got three so when did you get saved how old were you when you got saved (laughs) (laughs)
2: i'm gonna explain it like this okay i got saved (laughs) when i was 19 Mm. but I would say, yes, I got saved and committed when I was 19. When you're young and you're surrounded by church folks and you're surrounded by pastors, I grew up in that area where my father's the pastor. My mother is preaching. There's a lot going on and there's a lot of pressure on you. Mm. Um, And like I said, I didn't want to get into gospel rap. That was something that my parents in the music was uh, into and I always had that passion of singing. I was in a singing group in, mm. uh, and I loved to do, I was into loving to do R&B music and love write love songs. Okay. So them mm. wanting me to do that was something that they felt like, hey, Uh, You had these gifts, but I need you to understand God's word. I need Mm. you to... And I was just rebellious. So me getting high ended up in homeschool is because of my bad attitude. Ah. I was always fighting. I was (laughs) always in trouble. I was what they called the black sheep of the family. Mm. So mom was like, you know what? We're going to pull you out. And when she pulled me out, that's when I started learning about fasting and praying. And I was like... But it took time. One thing I love about... Uh, what needed to be done, and I tell parents all the time, I say, look, you can't like, you can't let your children make choices. You're gonna have to number one, be an example toward them. Yes, mm. and then you're gonna have to gain control. Mm. My father really gained control by putting books. I started reading certain books, Miles Monroe, mm. John Maxwell. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I remember my senior year, I fell in love with all Miles Monroe. Audio tapes. I've I've been I've been hearing him for the (laughs) last month. We've been digging into like big time. (laughs) People for the last month talking to me, and I started asking questions. I say, "Have you heard of this? Have you heard of character building? Have you heard of laws and all these different?" (laughs) Started learning these things, and what I started learning started changing the way I was thinking. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to keep talking back. Let me shut my mouth and listen to what my mom is saying. Mm. Let me listen to what my dad is saying. Let me listen to what my mentors and these people around me saying. I started watching people, and it's like more that I. started watching them play the keyboard and playing the drums I was like okay I started seeing that hey if you learn this craft you could turn this into something Mm -hmm. and start playing around so I was like you know what let me sit down and start asking the engineer how how did you do this how did you do that and I started learning this is how life is you literally become what you stare at and what you become and what you listen to and the music you listen to so I stopped listening to secular music I was like no I don't want to go down that road I don't want to experience this I started learning that the music I was listening to was shaping the way I was thinking. Come on. I love cussing because I heard that's all I heard from Tupac and yeah. all these guys. Yeah. So I started learning these principles, mm. and I said, yes. you know what? It's the music that's literally making me feel like yes. it's okay for me to treat people this way. Yes, mm. faith comes so from hearing. So once I changed yeah. the music, Come on. I was just like, look, I'm going to start finding music that's keeping me closer to God because mm. yeah. I'll need peace because... Honestly, the truth is, you can have so much money. You can be surrounded by so many celebrities. But without the peace of God in your life, you're going to always feel
3: empty. So what was some of the first music that you picked up on when you first...
2: When I, st- I started listening, don't laugh guys, <laughs> but DC Talk? Okay. DC Talk, Gospel Gangsters? Okay. Yes. Gospel <laughs> Gangsters, I'm familiar with them. Go ahead. Toby Mac? Yes. On, I huh? started, I said, man, yeah. these are some great artists. I started listening to the lyrics and everything yeah. and it was it was just so compelling uh, when I listened to T-Bone and I got the chance to meet yep. T-Bone, T-Bone. Uh, uh-huh. when they would come in town. Every time T-Bone would come in town, every time when Carmen came in town, yeah. I met him hmm. and, and these artists really allow me to see a different side of what God created. Because I feel like God had cre- God created music and the enemy just copies oh, everything yeah. that God makes. Oh, yeah. But like, we bro, give so we much credit so much. to the enemy. And I'm see like, no, so he much. cannot create anything. He's a yeah. copycat. Amen. So all we need is to get into God's word and allow the Holy Spirit to produce yes. in us. So Amen. I'm just I just started learning these things. But these are the artists that really shaped me commission. I started listening to Dawkins and Dawkins. All these artists really started just keeping me in their path. And then I started uh, understanding um, and I, I, I pushed this real hard toward artists. I said, hey, when you start getting in God's presence and God start working on your heart, he started downloading lyrics. Mm-hmm. I said, the best songs are the one that come from the throne
0: i'm talking about Mm. if you
2: if you really want to be a good rapper become a worshiper
1: Mm. i like that
2: literally if you really want because it's in the silence if you pray and you're doing all the talking and you never close your mouth (laughs) and just allow god to speak to you it's like once you start learning that balance yeah of what makes prayer powerful is the fact that when you get before a king you get quiet and you can hear,
1: oh, man, he got some lyrics for you. Amen. Now, let me touch on that. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of Christian rap mm-hmm. that is just soft. You know, they just talk about, <laughs> <See>? <laughs> they, don't, they don't go deep. They don't go deep into issues. And because it's, it doesn't sound real, it's, it's kind of like taking a corny. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh rappers in the in the Christian world, they don't get the respect that a regular rapper will, will, will have because it's called gospel.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, you know, you do you do rap for, for God. Oh, you're gospel. No, he's a rapper. But if you don't talk about issues of life with your art, it comes out like uh, he's just talking a bunch of stuff that we cannot connect to. Mm-hmm. Now, based on that. How did you develop lyrics outside of what God gives you? You know, what are the issues or problems that you have expressed yourself with your art in in what you do? I think one of the things you have to do is have, build relationships with other
2: people, get into other environment, go and experience different places. Um, That's one thing I did as far as traveling. Um, Seeing what, I think God is always, how you say When you're dealing with the Father, God is always speaking expressly to the people. So you have to really focus on, okay, what God has assigned me to do. And that's the key thing as an artist. We all have a different assignment. Okay, that's Mm. really cool. So your purpose, your purpose, your assignment, and the anointing on that plays a huge role when it comes to songwriting. Mm. So that's one thing I try not to... Uh, I'm gonna use this word. I try not to judge other artists because what I try to do first is understand their assignment. Mm, let's say we're okay. in the army. I like God that. called you to be the to fly the helicopters. He called you to be the sniper on the ground. He yeah. called you to be the doctor when somebody get hurt. He, now imagine yeah. all of us feeling like, well, we all should be doctors. And it's like, yeah. wait a minute. Let's sure. be. Let's step back and find out is that his assignment. Cause whatever his assignment is, his anointing is connected to that. Mm. So that means his lyrics are gonna be powerful because he's walking in his his calling. Well that's that's something. And that's what I did. I learned from as a writer what's my calling. I'll say, hey, so if you listen to my YouTube, I mean my YouTube, my Spotify, I got a lot of praise song. I'm like, I'm working in my calling. Why is it so easy to make songs? Because I stay on my assignment. Mm, okay. I may not write like you. You may slow it down. You may focus on that. And that's cool. I don't want to knock mm. that. But all I want to do is make sure, are you walking in your calling? Mm. Is that what you've I been like called it. to write about? It's it's super cool because, so, for yeah. example,
1: when, when Bo was here, mm-hmm. what we were saying was, Oh, you know, I connect because he's raw and this and that, and I'm like that, and I connect to that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, He has a bunch of songs, too, that are like that, and Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, you know, that's the stuff that I like.
2: There's an audience that's made for that. Yes. And what makes it Mm -hmm. so powerful is that if you stay in that, that attracts money, that attracts opportunities, and that's the beauty about how God has said is that when you're walking in his will— that's what I learned as a gospel rapper. I didn't have to chase money no more. Come on. As long as I stayed on my assignment That's and it. write Got and it. spoke what he is. Literally, people would buy the clothes. They'll buy it, it. Just Everything just <laughs> yeah. started
1: coming yeah. because I stayed in his will. Amen. Got it. But for example, yeah. we were talking about, hey, I like this about this artist, but I have a bunch of different feelings mm-hmm. and I have a bunch of different um, stages in my life. So I don't stick to just certain kind of music. You know, like if I want to work out, I don't want to put praise and worship music to work out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I, I want I want a beat with lyrics that actually sure. motivate me to work yeah. out. Mm-hmm. I remember one time I told you, like, I come from a rock background mm-hmm. and I don't find like rock, like Christian rock that really like, like moves me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's usually like,
3: i'll show you some yeah you told some. me you told <laughs> yeah. me yeah, yeah. I found so some. so for example That's i good. remember i remember one time
1: i was in this church i was in trinity church and there was a band called the Lush, Got it. and i had no idea who they were and i get there and i'm like hey where's the where's the worship team oh you know this band when they started playing they were like professional like like mm. musicians and I used to play drums, so the the, the drummer was insane. And I, I just went straight and I'm like looking at the drummer and they're playing amazing. They finish and I go, what what CDs do they have? You know, what what, what music do you have from them? Oh, we have three all of them, given me them right now. I played the CD in the car and it sounded exactly how they played it live. And I was so impressed with it. Mm. Wow. But there's only one band. And I'm like, hey, why don't we have options, though? Why don't we have artists that actually express, whether it's worship or or praise or, hey, workout music or whatever, you know? Because you have a lot of options in the world mm-hmm. for whatever you want to do with music. Mm-hmm. We don't have the same options with with Christianity,
2: though. Mm-hmm. That's mm. true. That's mm. true. Yeah. Well, that lets you know there is a lane that could be made. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's a niche. Be, um, yeah, it's a niche yeah. that so, to be So filled. this
0: program is called Deep in Your Business, and we mm-hmm. try not to be too superficial. We like the listeners or the viewers to see the struggles. You know, um, you mentioned growing up in the church, and it was your, your dad's church, and you did rap music, and it was accepted. But when you uh, went to other churches, there was uh, church politics. Mm-hmm was that discouraging to you we want to take us to a time where you were like possibly discouraged wanting to walk away did it affect your relationship with God it just kind of take us through some deep dark moments man um I remember
2: rapping about a song called uh God hates sin that was the name of the title It was called God hates sin and I remember rapping it at the church uh, and I remember the music cut off. And I'm thinking the CD skipped or something like that. And <laughs> wow. yeah. when I turned around, the pastor was behind me. And was, he got up on the mic and he was like, we're not going to do that here. We're not going to wow. do that here. Mm. Um, and then my mind, I was like, but the song is called God Hates Sin. I'm telling and encouraging people not to sin anymore. And he was, he felt like I was bashing Christians. Mm. And I said, I think, and I remember having the conversation with him at the service. I said, I feel like the only people who would be offended is people who's living in sin.
0: Come
1: on. Yep. Mm. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Wow. He
2: said, no, we're not going to do that here, PK. You can't rap that song here. Wow. Uh, but at that time, I remember leaving and crying because I remember that wow. day I literally caught the bus to get there. And I was like, they didn't pay me. Mm, and wow. it's like, it made me think about how how many times you're trying to do something for God. And then boom, the place you feel like is home shuts the door on yeah. your face. Mm, wow. Yeah, man. And so how it, did
0: that make you feel? You went home. Did it affect your faith?
2: It affected my faith in the sense of uh, uh, I, I started bad-mouthing churches in the mm. sense of you start you start feeling gotcha. like it's better that I did it this way. I should have went and rapped for the world. You know, my mind and my heart was there, but I didn't take any actions as far as going into rapping in secular clubs or any of that nature. Mm, I'm just saying that my heart yeah. was, I was on the rampage to really just to be like, if I'm going into a church, I'm going to rebuke. It ah. wasn't to where my heart is in a position mm-hmm. to where, you know Got what? I'm going to just let God take over. But it was like my agenda was first. Let me go in here wow. first and correct. You had to fight them before <laughs> fight they them. actually accepted yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I flipped the agenda. Yeah. Wow. And, and, and I started literally moving like yeah. that. And and people would kind of catch mm. me and they'd be like, man, PK, you ain't smiling no more. And it's like, no, I ain't got nothing to smile about yeah. because the church is this and the church is that. It yeah. was like that church hurt movement yeah. going on in my life yes, at that time. Yes, yes. Um, but it was real. Mm. But and, and I, I'm glad that God allowed me to go through it because now when I run into other artists and other people who are church hurt, I know that I know that spirit. Yes, I know that energy. I know that yeah. face, and I know when the artist is crying and be like, "Yo, PK, I'm finna quit gospel rap." And it's like, okay.
1: And how how did you how did you get out of it? In order, in, you know, what was the process of you getting out of it? So now you can help others that go through it. The truth is, you have to literally stop and
2: separate yourself from the situation. I like that. I literally stopped yeah. rapping, yeah. and I sat down. Come on, and got under a covering, and I just said, "I need the word like." I need to get built back up. I need to increase my time of prayer. I need to change my circle. Because the people that were in my ear was literally kind of encouraging me more to go back into the, going to help another secular artist. <laughs> you shouldn't yeah. have to deal with this. You're good. You don't need to be here in Miami. You're you talented. To go, You're go talented. Your talent can York, take yeah. you places. Go to Atlanta. All <laughs> yes. type of stuff was just like, you know what? I got to change my environment. Mm. So it literally, I literally had to transform my mind. In my environment
0: 2008, man It was my album release party mm. And just The church was vibing Everybody was enjoying I literally dropped the mic And walked away And I said, <laughs> I'm done And everybody was looking at me like What's wrong with you? That was uh, Soldiers for Christ mm-hmm. And I said, I'm done I, I can't I can't do this anymore But why? Why'd you feel because like that? Because exactly what DJ uh, DJ PK <laughs> Jay White Exactly what he felt I felt, man Man, I, I would wear pants, shorts, and it would offend the church. Uh, I would wear a tank top. It would offend—everything I did, the religious folks were jumping on me. And I was like, man, I'm being persecuted. So what I did was I started persecuting the church. You know, <laughs> you, and back. you guys you, back. And you guys and you guys. And on top of that, my guys were going back into crack. They were using drugs. They were being promiscuous, sleeping around. I felt like I was going to go crazy. Mm. And I said, God, you didn't call me to be a rapper. You called me to be a minister of the gospel. And I dropped the mic. I was done. (laughs) Mm. And then, of course, God, exactly what you did, under a covering, started receiving, and then God started building me up again, and then music again. But just coming back with that right mindset walking yeah. in your calling there was one time i was rapping and i felt like a rapper
1: <laughs> it was liberty city yeah. <laughs> straight, what do you what do you, what do you mean you felt like a rapper <laughs> what does <that> even mean? <laughs> so
0: i've always been a minister of the gospel first you, mm-hmm. you
1: have never considered yourself a rapper never and i still okay. don't okay
0: so I've always considered myself a minister of the gospel first and my bait was rap music. Mm-hmm. So I throw the bait, the people will come and I'll bring that uncompromised gospel that includes heaven and hell, you know? <laughs> and I just rah, and I'll bring the word. And that was my call. I'll see healing. I'll see deliverance. I'll see the power of God. But one day I was in um, Liberty city and they were like, ah, oh, we want to hear thief in the night, thief in the night. And I'm like, Yo, I got the Dicky suit on. You remember I had the golds <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the bottom. I had the golds in the bottom. I had my fade and I'm like, "Bro, this feels good." And then the lord said, "You see that lady by the by the door?" I said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to heal her." I'm like, "No god."
1: I want I want to I want
0: to drop this beat, you know? enjoying the moment, you know? So he said, if you move, I won't move. And I was like, oh, here we go. Just He sucked the life out of me. And it reminded me, you know, I was a minister. So I told the pastor, and I said, listen, to be in authority, you have to be under authority. Yeah. God spoke to me and wants me to lay hands on that woman in a wheelchair so she can stand up. Now, everybody's looking, and I'm, I'm, I'm mad at God. I'm like I'm finally a rapper God (laughs) (laughs) I finally did it And now you're Pulling my cord So Long story short The lady Stood stood up Off the wheelchair By the laying of hands God healed her And she was "Ah!" She was uh, Freaking out Crying And her husband Almost passed out Everyone had their face On the ground Mm. Worshipping The king of glory Not past the streets Yes You know and that's, I, I got to see that over and over again. Man, you exalt yourself, man. <laughs> I'm stepping out. But if you decrease, then I'm going to increase in man. I, I don't know if you ever see me minister. You've seen healing, deliverance. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen yes. that?
1: Mm-hmm. But in, 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 in rap events, right? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So well, that's that's the purpose of why God is doing it through you. So yes. you can actually get to yes. do those things in those places where that doesn't exist.
0: People falling on their face, worshiping God, and I'm like, it's not supposed to be like this. But it would happen over and over. So yeah, God has set me down so many times. And son, this is not about me. That's if right. you lift up my name, I'll draw all men. Now let me yeah. ask you guys a
1: question. You know that you guys understand the 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 rap world, and you guys live it. How do women react to when you guys do that in church? Because in the world, you always see that, that, you know, women are groupies and, you know, the sex and the, and the whole thing with um, treating women like, like a piece of meat and all that stuff. People think of this that same way. How, do, how does that work in, in, in a church environment? Though? Well, you can give
0: your, I'll give my experience. Go ahead, go ahead. So I was in, uh, in Wynwood and it was the biggest event that I did I had uh, i don't know about 400 CDs and Thief in the night giving them away it was a a christmas theme and all of these kids were coming i was i was very nervous cuz they were give me a CD and just weird man girls were like grabbing me and I'm like, it's the first time I experienced that. And I rebuke you, Satan. You know, I was single. At the time, I just went through my divorce. I was, you know, single, but I was like, I rebuke you. Man, but that feels good. I rebuke I you. Rebuke hey. you. Hey. I rebuke hey. you. Know? Hey. But that flesh, and, and then at night it'll tear me up. The enemy's wow. like, Oh, you let that one go, you let that one go. Mm-hmm. You know, so the, the the struggle's there, man. But that was just strange. And again, I looked like a rapper, but I wasn't a rapper, mm-hmm. you know. And then, of course, after that, I'll bring the word of God and all the cute little girls, <laughs> they'll walk away. They'll say that I was I was about my daddy's business, man.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I definitely attest to that. I tell you, it's the same thing. Yeah. Then the environment is the same thing. I think one of the things I always encourage artists is have accountability partners.
0: Yes. yes.
2: And that's something in, in the music business, they they call it artist development. And one thing when we're working with Christian artists, we say, hey, you need a covering. You need an accountability partner. They're like, why we need all that? Well, if you're going to get into this performing mm. art industry, you're going to be surrounded by women. Mm-hmm. And they don't care if you claim it, you got the Holy Ghost.
1: Nope. I said the, the enemy is looking to well, set you up. That, that actually mm. is gonna make you more attractive. Yes. Because, right, the hey, yeah. Because anointing. Exactly. Hey, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're <laughs> a man of God. Oh, oh, I want you for me. No, but I want you too. But oh, we all mm-hmm. want you. If yeah. you're not prepared for that, yeah. dude, that's gonna like tear you apart. A you lot know? of my guys uh I yeah. just fell in that rabbit
0: hole, man. Mm-hmm. Um one of my not my ministers, but one of the guys that I ministered with, he actually Slept with a pastor's wife and got her pregnant. Mm. Wow, yeah. Dude. Do I know him? Oh yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> I'm naked. Yeah, you, they came yeah. My head, I, like, yeah. Yeah. I know? Realize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chico <laughs> threat. Yeah. put it together. Oh, so yeah, yeah, it was it was out in the open. Yeah, Obviously, yeah, yeah. she got yeah. pregnant, yeah. and you know, I, I rebuked Tim mm-hmm. and he didn't like me for a time and then he came back and now we're we're really good friends, man. Mm-hmm. And and I rebuke my friends that are that they're ministers of the gospel and, and, and accountability, man. And I, yeah. and I hold them accountable. When I see them falling away, man, I can be very harsh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I'll come to you, uh PK, and uh keep calling you PK, Jay White. It's okay and, a new name. And then I'll go. And, and I'll approach you. I said, listen, I noticed something funny going on. And if you don't listen to me, I'm going to get out, bro. I'm going to mm-hmm. do what the Bible says. But you see, when I practice what the Bible says, people see it in the outside as being evil
1: and godly. Uh, well, because you're calling him out. Yeah. Like nobody does that. Yeah. You know, everybody tries to hush, yeah. hush, but nobody yeah. really calls you out. And that's real love. Yeah. You know. So
0: what I did was this. I approached him. I came with someone, then I came with two other individuals, and he stood and listen. I told everybody. I'm that guy, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, people that were real close to me, Jabez. I mean, I'm just throwing it out there. You mm-hmm. know, when when you see men of God, they're they're close to me and you see them distant, it's because they're slipping up, man. You mm-hmm. know, I'm not afraid to say it. Is there room for repentance? Yeah, but with repentance come reconciliation. And if there's no reconciliation, that means the heart ain't right. If you mm-hmm. can't forgive men and their trespasses, neither can your heavenly father forgive you. So there's a lot of ministers out there, man, that are holding unforgiveness. And guess what, man? That's going to trip up your faith. That anointing is never going to be activated in your life. Mm-hmm. And be careful that the enemy don't come and just sweep you like wheat.
2: Yeah. So. Yeah. So you got to, how you say, stay vigilant. Yeah, you have to um, definitely stay connected. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of a lot of guys are how you say hiding. But I often have to tell them, like, look, in this season, you can't hide because the enemy is looking to target you.
0: Yes. Like,
2: literally, if you've been called to do this and you put your hands to it and then you got young people looking up to you and then you just step back and just say, "Oh, I don't want to do it no more. And it's like, no, listen, you just become another target. I'd rather you not touch it at all. I'd rather you not get this mic. So I think as the older ones that people, young people that want to come in the door, I make sure that, Hey, let's make sure your prayer life is right. What is your understanding of Mm, Jesus Christ? What is your understanding? Because in, in the industry, you used to have something called artist development before you actually got on the radio, you will actually take years of artist development. Now you can record at your house and upload it to DistroKid and call yourself a gospel rapper yep. yeah. and everything. And it's like, <laughs> there is no accountability. Yeah. I said, there literally, so it's like now when you hear people, you have to really check them at the door and be like, okay, look, I know you're new to this, but I need to know what is your understanding? Yeah. Because what you're putting out it represents us as a body of Christ, yeah. mm. but then at the same time, as a person that's been in it, I need to let you know that your longevity is going to come from your relationship with Jesus, Amen. not the music. If you're looking to try to get rich off this, you can hang it up. Right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> you can, you yeah. can hang it up. I said the money will come, but that's based on you being in alignment with God. Because he may say, hey, I want you to do gospel rap, but there's another idea I got, which you may do something in another industry of income. And that income, like me, I'm doing other things and it's making mm, more money supplement. than rap. Yep. But I'm saying, hey, sure. I got the idea from God. Yeah, it yeah. came from being in his presence to start this other type of business. So yeah. these are things that you got to think of. And if you don't, you're like, hey, I'm just going to do rap. I'm saying, look, <laughs> Don't do that. You need to say, okay, I'm doing this because the right. Lord Amen. is telling me to do this this way. Other than that, I, your agenda is going to mess you yeah, up. Yeah, I think
3: accountability is key, you know, in that regards because you see, like, you know, the big contrast between secular rap and Christian is, like, you know, secular artists are, are prideful. Like, everything is me. Everything is about me and what I have and what do you have. And then, and then Christian side of it is, you know, what God has done for me. So yeah. the contrast. But, like, how do you how do you keep your heart guarded in that area? Because rap is prideful in a sense. Like you're speaking, it's all about like you. It's all about what you're saying, what you're portraying. And then I guess when the fame comes to the Christian rap, how do you keep yourself humble? Like how do you like keep that grounded and, and, and keep that like, you know, your perspective clear and, and not allowing the, the fame of the artistry coming in and kind of taking over your, your life?
2: Um the balance is like like we were saying earlier, the balance comes through your relationship with God, your balance comes through uh the people you surround yourself with. Um, the word of God tells us to guard our heart, which is your mind. So mm. what I'm looking and what I'm hearing mm. literally is is controlling how I change uh, uh, the decisions I make in the perspectives of what I'm receiving. So when I get a fan come up to me and they're like, man, I love your music, to God be the glory. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I love your beats, to God be the glory. That yes. Literally, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. Mm. All mm. the credit does not come to me at all. It goes back to God. Amen. Praise and it, that, to me, that just, you literally have to program yourself because you're still living in this flesh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every now and the flesh, mm-hmm. it'll be like, man, PK, you did really make that beat, man. You, like, <laughs> yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> this belongs to the Lord. Yeah. yeah. So when somebody right. comes to me, it's like, hey, to God be the glory, man. But like, nah, PK. But I really
0: love to God be the glory, bro. Amen. Nah, so I don't want to get none of the credit. Question for you: uh, Alvaro's going through a divorce now. I went through a divorce. I think yep. you mm-hmm. did too, right? Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to get into details, no, but the the, the 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 industry had something to do with that. Was, no, was it unbalanced? So no, uh, my my situation
2: was really our our lack of communication, and I know it as a as a husband at the time. I feel in the sense of I decided in my heart. That I was going to be like, look, this is too much to fix. The emotion, uh, the physicalness, and things like that. Yeah. Um, I really got to a point that I got so depressed. And some people that 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 have experienced divorce, I'm in a a, a circle of. Uh, husbands and wives and imagine you being around family members and everybody marriages longevity mm. they got kids you're the only one that don't got kids you're the only one going through it so the enemy had my mind thinking that you're a huge embarrassment you at the top of your career mm. and here it is you're going through a divorce mm. and i literally i had took months off from my job And I literally got so depressed, I just stayed home. Wow. And it took um, my mom and dad to show up to my house, and they were praying for me. And they were like, hey, you in this big old house all by yourself. And literally, I would do things for other gospel artists, and I would go back home and sit in my house and turn off all the lights. Wow. I was just so depressed. I was so embarrassed. And I was like, man... How did I allow this happen? And mm. I gave up, and all these different things. And the God, the Lord, would just through different ones coming in my life, saying, "You need to forgive her. Mm. Let it go. Forgive her. Mm. Let it go. Amen. Forgive her. Let it go." Sounds and familiar? that's what I was dealing with. <laughs> I was holding on to unforgiveness. Wow. Because I felt like this ain't happen. Shouldn't happen to me. I, wow. I didn't do anything, and I didn't deserve this. And everybody's watching yeah, me, like, and I'm a leader, and, and I'm wow. like, oh my God. And it made me feel like, man, the enemy, mm. I mean, when I said the enemy had me. Bruh, I was smile in people's faces and then go home and turn the lights off and sit in the room.
1: Well, nobody really knows the pain that mm-hmm. that yeah. creates in you. Yeah. And that's something that you just have to go through mm-hmm. with God. Mm-hmm. But nobody understands on, on, until they go through it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and all of those questions that you were saying, man, but why? But I didn't do this and I didn't do that. And why now? And, uh, you know, what can I do to fix it? And this and that. And when you don't find answers for any of that, Mm -hmm. it's really all about what kind of trust do you have in God? Mm
4: -hmm. Because in
1: the midst of not understanding, the only thing that you can hold on to is him. Yeah. And, you know, if not, for example, in my case, I thought like the first month was like suicide all over the place. You know, Mm. like every five minutes was like, kill yourself, kill yourself, kill yourself, kill yourself. And. In, in in a in a sense it made it made sense in my head mm-hmm. in my head it was like yeah man like there's no purpose on living you know i fought for this i gave my best and then it wasn't enough and you know now it's all down the toilet what's the point of living and you start making sense right. in your mind but in my heart god was like how can you take a life that is not yours mm-hmm. that life is mine Amen, mm-hmm. and I, 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 I bought it with, 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 with blood. Mm-hmm. Like I bought your life with blood, so that life is not yours to take. Mm. And don't believe the lies. Mm. And. It's, it's so hard to go through that pain and learn those lessons. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, as you go through it, your relationship with God starts solidifying way stronger. Amen. Yeah. And I think yeah. you were married for a short while, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was 12 years, 13? 13. 13 wow. years,
0: three kids. And it's like, that's so, heavy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's super heavy, super heavy. Yeah, but mm. you did remarry.
0: Yeah, Proverbs the Bible tells us to lean. <laughs> mm. How you say to lean
1: not
2: to our own understanding. understanding. And it, it's like when people are in that world of, de- of depression, it's 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 a it's a place sometimes to the flesh. It feels good to feel like why me. And you're Mm. like feeling like, oh, why me? Why me? But God is always saying, why not you? God's word is saying, look, that's the biggest lesson. If he allowed me to go through it, let me stop and find out there's something in me Mm. that the word. (laughs) (laughs) He knew this was going to happen. So I think I've rediscovered certain things Mm. through my process. I started going back and reading stories of Joseph. I started going back and reading stories and just (laughs) started pulling out principles to try to figure this out because I started realizing that. God is like, look, it's already in you. The word of God is here. You just have to activate it. You have to shift the way you're thinking. And it, it took a process, and I, and I would tell any artist that goes through any divorce, if you're going to go through divorce, just first notice, you're not the only one. Yes. Mm. your world will make you feel like you're the only one that's going through yes. it and the bible tells us there's nothing that that's uncommon to man yeah. <laughs> god yeah. knows every yeah. struggle man. whether it's drugs sex yeah. whatever it may be it is not uncommon yeah, yeah. he doesn't can't help yeah, you. So there's nothing
3: new under the sun nothing. Like It's just, just happening but the over, enemy will make you
2: feel like you yeah. the only only I, to, one. to isolate <laughs> you
3: to sit in a room <laughs> to turn off the lights <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> yeah.
0: and the pity party starts. You know mm-hmm. this is not biblical, but the mm-hmm. idle mind—the idol mind—is the campground of the enemy. Yeah, and mm-hmm. he just wants to really, man. They should, she never loved you. Oh, you know, and for me, it was hard because. Mm. I didn't know if my three kids were mine, you know, mm. and one of them, I did an, a DNA test and, you know, I, I wonder if I had AIDS and, you mm-hmm. know, I had to sit there and do a, a, a blood work. I mean, all the enemy was just, he had field day. Yeah. But yeah, every Thursday I was preaching the word of God, hey brother, and ministering to people. And this is what people don't talk about, man. Yeah. Depression, you know, suicidal thoughts, giving yeah. up. You know, mm. and I believe that every man of God struggles. So
1: whoever's oh, yeah. listening, whoever is watching this, you got three men. And and yeah. when you talk about it, people judge you are oh how can you be a man of God if you go through that? Right. And it doesn't make you any less man of God. That's right, right. Because you're not a man of God based on how good you behave. Right. Right. You're a man of God because he decided to make you his son, and right. they
0: called Jesus uh, a drunkard and, mm-hmm. and and what was the other one uh John, I think it was uh
2: John the Baptist they called him, yeah, yeah names because of how he dressed and how he was you and, know so, yeah. so it's, but if you study that Bible, those guys yeah. were jacked up all the disciples, the disciples now were jacked I ain't talking about yeah. Jesus, but yeah. the <laughs> disciples were jacked up yeah. and I uh, say to yeah. myself, you know what there was a reason why Jesus didn't grab twelve priests. He just grabbed 12 men and he turned them in. That means whatever situation I'm in, God can turn it around. And I just started thinking about how God had just started changing everybody's life in the Word of God. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to allow God's Word to do it. So any situation I get in, I remember having a lot of money in my career and then coming from up here to down here. And it's like, oh, my goodness. And the world will make you feel you start losing friends. I couldn't live at the house I wanted to live at because I wasn't making the money. All these different things. And it's like this is God is like, look, these things you're going to go through but i'm with you and i would never leave you and for, never yeah. forsake you yeah. and it's like all these scriptures started coming back to me and it started mm. building my uh my courage and my strength to be like hey if i came up with that idea that produced that amount of money i could do it again yeah mm-hmm. if i came and get in this presence and saying, lord what do you want me to do in this season because that's what's really going to bring balance cuz if you're planning on living a long time you're going to go through a lot of ups and downs mm-hmm. and yeah. sometimes yeah.
1: sometimes we pray for those things mhm but when you know those when those things show up we don't know that's the answer to our prayer yeah. mm-hmm. because god is thinking about yeah. doing a process with us but we didn't think it that way mm-hmm. oh i asked for this and i thought you were going to give it to me this way and then it shows up 180 you know mm-hmm. a total total yeah. different totally opposite but you know sometimes we ask for that you know yeah. sometimes we say god make me a warrior <laughs> how do you think the training for a warrior is you think it's mm-hmm. going to be easy
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Hey, God, I need some muscle. Okay, when you go to the gym, is it easy? <laughs> is, it, <laughs> is it comfortable? Is it cool? And then those are the hard lessons because we don't know, we don't think like like God. And we don't know sometimes that that's the answer to our prayers. Though. Mm-hmm. For I bet-
2: every problem in crisis, there's a business idea out of it. <laughs> I love problems. with an artist Say I got a problem, I'll be like, "Well, I'm finna get money yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. it's a solution. Yeah. And I think they, when you oh. think about Jesus being sent to the earth, there was a problem in the earth. Jesus God is like, I'm sending my son. Yeah, yeah, I man. like this guy. When, when <laughs> yeah. I hang
1: out with him, I I I
0: so, You know what I'm looking <laughs> at in this room? There's four of us. <laughs> and I personally know off, you know, three mm. of you. And uh, we've all been givers, bro. I've seen Mike pour thousands and Mm. thousands just to bless others. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't care. He just wants it for the kingdom. I've seen you pour in like, man, it's just crazy. And Alvaro, I I got to see you just pour in just, you know, financially, physically, emotionally, your time. And I believe this is why we're blessed, man. Amen. Sometimes I know we complain and, you know, right now your situation is...
1: it's okay to no, complain, it's, it's, but it's, I'm saying it's human. We're blessed,
0: man. Yeah. You really sit back and just sit quietly and you look at it. We're blessed, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God has blessed us financially, physically, emotionally, and just in every way, man. Yeah. But most importantly, he's given us a sound mind, bro. Amen. And a lot of people, you can't pay for that. Can't pay for that. Nope. You know? You can't pay for that. You can't. <laughs> and in $14.99, you won't get a sound mind. <laughs> the only one that can give you a sound mind, he's the king of glory. His name is Jesus. Man. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about church politics. I want to talk about... Man, just the stuff you had to deal with, and the reason why you got a lot of young people that are listening and just they just started doing their music, you know, mm-hmm. uh, getting into the church and preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ and using their their music, and they're being tore up by the church folks. I have a friend of mine, his name is Sean, our mutual friend, and he was worshiping in church, and a guy pulled him to the side and says, "Man, what you did is wrong." He goes, "What do you mean?" You had your hat on while you were worshiping God. Now, mind me, the one that was judging him had this big old plank in his eye, trying to remove the little speck from, you know, he was bothered, he was hurt, he's still kind of new in the things of God. I Mm -hmm. would say two years of, you know, serving the Lord. Um, The Bible says, do not judge by mere appearance, but make a righteous judgment. First of all, Mm -hmm. God doesn't look at your hat when you worship him, he looks at your heart. Right. Second of all, the person that was judging him, uh was actually said even bad words in the church mm. so forget about outside of the church you know he didn't even put on a mask because mm. there's a lot of christians that they put on a mask and as soon as they get out the door they take it off and they live however they want to live mm-hmm. so there's these young folks and right now this is where my heart man just breaks when i see a, a sean that's in the church and really worshiping god you know the lord took out 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 of drugs alcohol uh his fiance committed suicide and he kept the baby mm-hmm. i mean this guy has been through so much and now he's serving the lord he's preaching the gospel and you get these modern day pharisees man That come and try to snatch that seed man i mean this is what i want to talk about with you man because i need you to really connect with the viewers the listeners so they can understand that man the church is a hospital, man. The church is not a place where it's filled with people that are holy and righteous. There's people that are hurting, man. Not only that, you got religious folks, man, the same Pharisees, Sadducees, and the scribes that were then that mm-hmm. crucified Jesus. They're in the church,
1: man. They crucified Sean.
0: You know, yeah, they, they crucified him. So mm-hmm. It tears me up, man, to see that. So I spoke to Sean. I explained that to him. He's like, wow, I wish I would have told him that. I go, look, it wasn't your place to tell him that. But I want you to know that God looks at your heart, man. You are worshiping in spirit and in truth. He ain't looking at no hat. So don't worry about the hat, man. And I kind of want to touch a little bit on that subject, man, because we need to encourage the viewers. We need to encourage the listeners that God looks at the heart, man. He's not interested in the outside appearance, man.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, is this camera I can point to because yeah. I want to talk directly to the person? Yeah. Listen, the word of God tells us to study to show that self-approved. If you're going to join any church organization, you better know God's word because nowadays churches are built, built around man's rules. And you want to be able to identify what's man's rules and what's God's rules. And if you don't know that and you join an an organization, get ready for a circus. Mm. So let's talk.
0: (laughs) That was, that, was that was the introduction. That yeah. was the introduction. Organization versus organism. Didn't we talk about yeah. that a little yeah. bit? You know, it's the call out assembly. We are the church, man. We all have different gifts. We got to put these gifts together. What yeah. to yeah. edify one another to build the body of Christ with Jesus Christ being the head. Yeah, man. If I would have known that in the beginning, in the beginning, bro, I was so discouraged. Oh, they were killing me. A, my youth pastor came and he he. I was in the altar crying, crying. I wanted the Man, mm-hmm. I was just—I was bound by the enemy and crying out to God. And He goes, mm-hmm. "Oh, that—that's gonna go away. I used to do that when I was young, like you, and that's gonna go away. That—that's you're just in your first love. <laughs> it never went away, man." <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but what you
1: said—what you said—was really cool because when you go to church, you have this image of church. Hey, this is yeah. God's people. You know, there's no problems here. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you start finding, you know, all these issues and stuff. But I remember when I used to go to a mega church and I used to hear what they would tell me, and then if I didn't understand something, I would blame the pastor it was him you know it was mm-hmm. his fault that he didn't explain it to me
4: mm-hmm. and
1: I remember when you started preaching you would you would say, "Hey, don't believe what I say, go home and actually check it by yourself to see if I'm telling the truth or not mm-hmm. and I'll be like oh, this guy's like crazy, bro. But <laughs> but, but that kind of makes sense, you know? Yeah. So so he would talk about stuff and I would go home and I'm like, let me check, you know, let me check if what he's saying is true or not. And when you said, man, show, your, it, show yourself approved, <laughs> like study your thing. Second yeah, you. some people can talk whatever. And if you just believe it, mm-hmm. it's your responsibility to know if that's true or not. Because... Mm-hmm. There's two things with the relationship with God. There's a one-on-one thing that happens between you and him, mm-hmm. and there's the corporate, you know, brothers and sisters part of being part of the body of Christ. But if in the body of Christ you get people that confuse you, you have to come here in this one-on-one and get that confusion out. Yeah. And it has to be through, through the Bible, through the Word of God.
2: And Amen. it's important because every church organization, for some reason in this world system the bible says that we're in this world but not of this world so around every church is a spirit of control and it's like if you don't understand that all you have to do is separate yourself from that church and i guarantee you it'll come alive Mm, yeah all the people who didn't like you all the people who didn't want you around you're gonna find out the truth if they really loved you and this is why i encourage people if you join a church i say look how the leader treats the people is where their relationship is. Mm. A man can't say he loved God and hate man. Mm. So if a man of God says I love God, but I show you manipulation, I show you control, I talk to you any kind of way, I cuss at you behind closed doors, I guarantee you he is not near the father. Yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> so if yeah. you stay yeah. there, then you gotta, you're going to reap the, the re- repercussions of being in that environment because that environment is only going to produce what's poured into it. Yeah. So it's a choice if you're standing in whatever you experience. It's like if you're going into God's presence, God is going to let you know, hey, it's time to either cut off or he's going to equip you. With what you need to do And it may come with a sharp rebuke Or it may cause you to be like You know what I'm not going to sell my money here Or I may hear what I need to hear And then certain things I let them know I I don't receive that Because I went back I read God's word It doesn't say what you're saying So I don't have to do that Amen They're going to call you rebellious But the truth is You know I'm I'm doing what's right
0: Amen (laughs) Have you ever experienced So just I would say recently Two years ago I lived in Miami, born and raised. So I moved to Broward, moved mm-hmm. here to this house, and uh, it was a pastor man. We I was going to the church. We had this good relationship, texting back and forth. And I go, look, I'm moving to Broward. I'm going to start going to this other church. Same, you know, same name, whatever. And uh, yeah, no more text messages. No mm. more picking up my phone calls. Mm. Like, it, are we friends? Are you that, my pastor yeah. because of? the name of the church and the organization or are you my brother in Christ to the end? Like really like, like how is it going to be in heaven? Yeah, we're, and I'm we're, not submitted under you. You're not going to talk to me anymore. We're friends.
1: If you come to my church, but if you leave, then we don't have any relationship. That's just weird. dude. It's, it's not only that is the people also,
0: if you're not under that covering, it's like you lose your salvation. Have mm-hmm. you ever experienced something like that? Yeah. Just before I met the church, I was at, uh, I was at a ministry,
2: Um, At the time called Beyond the Four Walls, Um, I had already communicated with them that I was going to be transitioning. There were some things that were happening and I made the pastor aware that, hey, God is telling me to separate myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't know years and later that it would all come out between everything that was happening in the church. But I left at a perfect time because I Mm -hmm. heard God speak to me. But right after that, I was blocked on Facebook. Blocked on
1: Instagram And i was just yeah. like Why? Yeah. What in the world Is going yeah. going on? It's, it's <laughs> like being in a club It's like being in a club Oh you're not part of the club So your membership is cancelled And, and so I literally weird.
2: got the approval I got the The announcer of the church And he had me to speak to everybody And everybody <sighs> celebrated and everything Right after mm-hmm. they were just
0: what Cut hypocrites, off. bro? There's just no yeah. other word to use. Yeah. Yeah. This is yeah. where my heart breaks, man, because I'm about the souls, man. It's for you. they know me. It's never been about the name of the church. It's always been about the name that's above every name. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that the church is it's This one building, I believe the church is universal, the body of Christ. And I can go to China today and see a brother in Christ and love him like my brother. Any part of the continent, any continent of the world, I can go and know that's my brother, and I'm going to treat him like my brother. You don't have to be under my organization. You don't have to be under my authority. Bro, I forget titles, man. Are you my brother in -hmm. Christ or my sister in Christ? And I'm not seeing that. And I see that it's not too much... The issue is not too much with the church people, Mm -hmm. it's the leaders, man. Mm -hmm. Because the sheep follow their pastor, their leader. Mm -hmm. So if they do it, the rest of the organizations do it, you know. But man, I've experienced that and it's just been heartbreaking because I'm saved, redeemed, 27 years following the Lord Jesus Christ. Man, my rock is Jesus. But what Mm -hmm. about these young kids, bro? That have mm-hmm. no foundation. The only word that they have is the pastor, whatever they say. They're not reading. They're not, you know, Second right. Timothy 2.15. They're not, well, they're not all doing that. that. They're, they're going to fall off.
1: All that church hurt that he was yeah. talking mm-hmm. about comes from that. Yeah. And then to see the, the, the hypocrisy, you know, of like, hey, we're, we're a brotherhood. You know, we love each other, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But if you do something that I'm, that I'm not in agreement with, then I'll cut you off. Yeah. And it's universal, dude. Like that's so strange. Man. Almost not, every not, church e- practice. Not that. even in the world, not even the world no, goes no. like that. <laughs> no, no. But because, for example, I heard the testimony of somebody that was in a gang, and then in a gang it's a brotherhood. Mm-hmm. You know, they they support each other. They have to do crazy stuff to prove each other's trust and loyalty. Mm-hmm. Loyalty. Yeah. So he came to know christ he's in a church and he's expecting the same here and he found that all that all that all that um Mm -hmm. fakeness yeah the guy was so disappointed man that he wanted to go back to his old gang Mm -hmm. because he said you guys have no honor (laughs) wow mike have you ever experienced anything like that i mean
3: yeah i mean i i i'm like i'm at a phase of my christian walk where I, i you know i'm I guess I'm over buildings per se yeah. <laughs> and I'm actually more motivated in home church at this point, you know, cause I think it, it's such a tighter community that you can really grow with people that are serious. And And I'm all for like the churches, the building per se, bringing the people in because it took for me to go to a, a big mega church Calvary chapel for me to be comfortable to step into a building or step in type of in that church environment but you know, I always, always a firm believer. Is like, okay, we've okay, we use that as the way to draw them in. But man, let's make it smaller. Let's make it tighter. Let's make tighter groups. You know, and in mm-hmm. home church, I mean, what were they doing in in you know in the Book of Acts? They we're all first like, century, yeah, first century. They were all in each other's homes. They were all breaking bread with one another. And, and it's
1: called equipping equipping people to be able to do that.
3: Right, yeah. right, right. So I'm like, I, I guess you know, I'm, I'm in a phase of my Christian walk, or I'm like, man, I just. I really believe we need to be like tight knit tight knit and, tight-knit and, and doing we never lost
0: communication. No. I mean years two thousand, I don't know, the year six, seven, whatever. We never lost community. and we never been to the same church. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's what brotherhood is all about. Yeah. That's unity, right. baby. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. That's right. unity. And the only one that can bring that unity is the blood of Jesus, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, yeah. man. Yeah.
2: I think a lot of times when it comes to this church politics, um, we got to really bring a balance because, um, you know, church is business. There's a business aspect to, yeah. to, to the organization. There's a business aspect to it. But if you don't balance it, anything that's not balanced right to me will always uh, lead to chaos. The enemy gets involved, especially with money. Uh, And people start counting certain people, literally churches are counting their their seats and saying, we got to we got to get at least 300 people in here in order to maintain this, that net, the expenses, the focus can be so turned off to where. The, the main thing that, that that pushes my heart is the fact that people are growing and there's no discipleship. Yeah. People are getting saved and there's no discipleship. Yeah. We're bringing right. in musicians right. who ain't saved yep. just to play for Ooh. us. Yep. And it's like you Big can't problem. beg a, 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 a secular <laughs> musician to give you a worship atmosphere. Yep. <laughs> it just <Yeah>. won't work. <laughs> but this <laughs> yep. is the generation we're dealing with mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. yeah. And if the leadership don't go back to bringing in balance, then it's like, okay, what are we doing? So when it's like you get the results you get, it's like God is like, okay, we can't complain. We created this. This is man's doing, not my doing. And at some yes. point, we all just got to be like, yeah, let's fall on our face and That's say, it. God, we're going to put your agenda back on here because right now we've created something. Yeah, <laughs> It's turned into a monster. Yes. We got people uh, uh getting, becoming pastors and apostles online <laughs> within three months and got their license. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and <laughs> so. Yeah. There's no accountability. And and I I was telling a friend of mine in a radio interview, I said, look, I love Lecrae. I love all the gospel artists and everything. I said, but at some point, I said, we all got to make sure that each city and state has someone that represents accountability. Mm. We can't just put approval and stamp on somebody because they shouting Jesus on the record. Mm. We can't because if we do that, the next generation... All the enemy needs is just a crack in the dough. He's just going to open it up wider. That's it. Now you're going to mm-hmm. find more God, gospel rappers who want to curse. Now, you wanna go, now you're going to find yes. us wanting to go more deeper. First, we wanted the nice night-like club, but now we're going to let the secular perform with us. Yes. All type of stuff just start uh-huh. opening, but that's all yes. the enemy needs yeah. is a crack. That's it. Man. So somebody got to set a standard. Somebody got to set a bar. Come on. It doesn't matter who it is. Set the standard. Yeah.
0: You know, another thing I'm seeing. uh, Remember, I got saved 1997. You kind of was 97 already in church. mm -hmm. So from 97 front man, I mean, you really didn't hear about pastor. At least I didn't. Mm -hmm. Pastor smoking cigarettes, cigars, Mm -hmm. drinking alcohol, social media,
2: Uh, whatnot. Right
0: back then, right. I guess now (laughs) it's more exposed. But Mm -hmm. what I'm trying to say is. Now sin is more acceptable in the church And the gifts are being taken away And it's just blowing my mind Oh no 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 Don't speak in tongues You're gonna scare people in the church But hey he sinned, it's okay he cheated on his wife. No big deal. He's a deacon, God is going to restore him. He's a bishop and it's okay. No, it's not okay. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like let's let's expose sin. Let's, you know, uh th- there's consequences to that sin and let's stop compromising. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's oh, it's a gay pastor. It's okay. Jesus never spoke about homosexual. Come on, man. It's like really that's an abomination. Yeah. And I think that This is the problem. People are more afraid to offend other people than to offend God themselves. So they Mm -hmm. get the word of God, they keep quiet about it, and they say, well, you know, if I say something that's going to offend him, well, they're going to stop tithing or offering. Oh, this family is so close to getting saved, so let me compromise a little bit and, and... play a little secular music in church mm-hmm. you see that mm-hmm. it blows my mind why yeah. you want to get something you said earlier that the devil perverse everything that god does why do you want to get something that's perverse use something that is pure that is holy let the holy spirit draw them in you don't need secular music to draw somebody mm-hmm. in you don't need alcohol you don't need drugs you need the holy spirit spirit to draw them in so he can finish the work that he started man oh,
1: but it goes down to faith man you know like if god calls you to do something and you don't believe him uh, if he calls me to a church and i don't believe him that he's going to provide for everything what's the first thing that i'm going to say hey how do you set up a church oh you have to do an llc and then you have to do this and organization oh, how, do, how do churches work yeah Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, you have to do social media and then you have to bring people and you have to do, you know, you have to have these many chairs and these lights and the 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 worship band. Because if you don't work if you don't have a band, then you're not a cool church. And, did God call you to do all that stuff? Or did he just call you to start a church probably in your house?
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And just, you know, hey, let's do rice and beans, let's eat and let's talk about it. And let me pull out a Bible and let me just show you. Yeah. Simplicity. And you start and starting from those you know, small beginnings, you have to walk with God, man. And it comes down to faith. But like we we live in a culture where we press a couple buttons and everything is done for us. Yeah. So if God calls you to do a hey, church, oh let me just press a couple buttons and I got an LLC and I got a hundred chairs and I got the 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 band. And I sound eloquent and and, 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 <laughs> and, and we're rocking. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah God didn't call you to do that. Right. You you know you get the call of God and then you create your own image of it mm-hmm. and you go for it. I think we've all done that in one
0: point of, course. of our walk. Mm-hmm. Of, of, yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah. Because we start because people start with their good ideas.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's no longer about the God idea anymore. But, but maturity, yeah. what is maturity? Maturity mm-hmm. is, man, I walk with God. I made a bunch of mistakes. I realized that there were a bunch of mistakes. And now I'm, yeah. okay, what do you want me to really do? Right. And you know that's maturity. You know whether it's in yeah. a in a friendship, in a marriage, in in a relationship with God. And what yeah. a, you you don't come out out of the gate knowing everything and being perfect, mm-hmm. right? But you got to be humble enough to understand when you make a mistake, yeah. And and go back to your first love. Hey, what is what is repenting, man? I really made a mistake. You know what I'm saying? And let me go back to you. And what is what you want me to do? Change my change my way of thinking. Why? Because yeah. what I was thinking was. This is the way to do the church. How is the way that you want me to do it so I can actually do what you want instead of what I want? Dead works. Yeah, man.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't I, I don't want the viewers to take what I'm about to say out of context when I talk about I want to say something about the COVID. During the COVID time, um a lot of churches were shut down. A lot of people lost their loved ones. I especially lost close friends who passed away through COVID. Um but one good thing that came out of COVID that I learned and a couple friends of us learn is the fact that we really really realized that God does not dwell in buildings. <laughs> <laughs> we really really realized that yeah. if they did burn up all the bibles, how much word do we know? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We
2: really yeah. really realized that if my friend is sick and he about to die, do I know the power of the Lord <laughs> that I can bring healing in the situation. It made us really look ourselves and i think that our church world need to live with that mindset that god has always wanted a one-on-one relationship amen um, and if we keep yeah. depending on the church four walls we keep depending on our pastors yeah. and we're always gonna be disappointed amen. <laughs> we're gonna yeah. be disappointed because they are they are mere men uh, and and they themselves, uh, and I hate to say it, but they themselves are not even reading the Bible. They're literally probably watching somebody else or they just giving you what they just yeah, came up and, with that morning. Copying, copying yeah. what just, someone else is doing. Yes, yeah. and it's literally, there's, they're not really, really feeding the people of God. And you can see the fruits. You can see yeah. the fruits. It's a lot of entertainment. Yeah. Um, and I think we have to be very, very mindful of this because, you can become desensitized. Yes. And that's how all these different things come in the pulpit because mm. people have become desensitized. Amen. You got all these networks creating these talk shows. They were creating movies and they creating pastors being certain actors yep. and the mm. pastor being the pimp. And, they yeah, know what they're yeah. doing when yeah. they make us watch the movie yeah, over course. and over. And you see the two men kissing and they pastors. They know what they're doing in these movies. Mm. They are
1: desensitizing us because they're getting us prepared for their agenda. Yep. They're planting their <laughs> seeds and they're and they're watering and they're making them grow. So it's now when yeah. you finally yeah. see it
2: in reality, it's like, oh, that's always been like that. Like, no, you're supposed to be like, that's yep. nasty. Ew. Yep.
0: yeah Yeah, but it has to happen the bible says the falling away must take place first Mm -hmm. before the coming of our lord and savior jesus christ the hearts have to turn cold Mm -hmm. you know all these things have to happen man before jesus comes yeah and all of this is just in preparation for the man of sin the little horn the antichrist and uh, we see it happening right before our eyes and it's scary the bible says that even the elect may be deceived, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. the apostles, prophet, pastor, teacher, event, the, the the elect, the ones that he chose, they may be deceived. So we got to stand firm, read that word of God, man, and put it into practice because I believe Jesus is coming
1: soon, man. The thing is that there's a price to pay and nobody wants to talk about that. You mm-hmm. know, salvation is free, but but walking with God, you know, has a price mm-hmm. and the price is that you have to Give your life away, and yeah. nobody wants to do that. They want to they wanna be saved, and they want to do whatever they want. It says, mm-hmm. people will hate you because of me, but he who stands firm to the end
0: shall be saved. And yeah. we're going to have trials, Amen. tribulations. Wow. The great news is the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. He's the one that guides us to our truth. He's the one that comforts us, you know. So that's the encouraging part. A lot of times, Christians think that they have to do it on their own. If right. you would have done it on your own, you would have fell to the wayside yeah. a long time ago, man. Because yeah. when you started ninety seven, that was a tough year, man. Yeah, I mean, you had an earring, you weren't saved, and 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 <laughs> I had I had golds, I had golds mm-hmm. in the bottom, I had my my fade, I had my dicky suit on, mm-hmm. and I was rapping. You now know? let me was... let me
1: ask you: when you got tattoos and and, and all of that. How did you? How did you get judged by that though? Uh, well,
2: I haven't even experienced being judged by it. Um, I think a lot of people probably do go through their experiences of being judged, but I personally, I haven't gotten it. Um, um, If I did, if I was judged by it, I feel that everybody's entitled to what they believe and what they feel. I don't think I can control what people think and what they believe or what they feel. I think it's just important that I don't let their thoughts or their opinions shape Or their understanding. Another thing is the fact that someone can bring me the word and it can be truth. And I may not be enlightened at that time. Mm. And I'll let that person know, just pray for me. Yes. (laughs) Just Mm. know one thing. I'm not trying to lead you into sin. You don't have to do what I'm doing. This is something I'm choosing to do. And if you're right, trust me, God will show me.
0: (laughs) Just cover me Mm. in prayer. Amen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good stuff. Man, we're such a one accord, man. I know you guys are excited about (laughs) Jay White, baby. I told you. (laughs) Man of God, Thank you, guys. Love you guys. Praise Praise God.
3: So I had an artist question. It was back to, like, I guess you producing music and also, you know, doing your own music as well. Um, How much of your music or your decision or the style is influenced by what's the today's world style like you know what today's rap is like is any of your decisions the way you're making music today is influenced by that or is it just purely you know god speak to me and and you just create
2: i feel bad because when i'm around other young people and they tell me about a new song on the radio i say i have no clue I, Got it. I'm on the radio and I don't listen to the radio. Amen. Literally. Got it. I don't listen to rap, gospel rap music unless it's somebody from Miami or literally one of the, um, I'm in a record pool with other DJs. If they send it to me, I'll play it on the radio and everything. But as far as secular music or any music, like, no, I literally don't. I would listen to a Fred Hammond or some worship music all day. I'm brother. I'm a worshiper. Yeah, praise I that. love worship. S- music. Sounds, sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> sounds familiar. <laughs> I love worship music. Like literally, yeah. people are like, yeah. but you make dance music, you uh-huh. like, uh-huh. but I listen to worship music when I'm alone. <laughs> yes. When I'm in my car, I listen to. I, there's That's a new me. group that I'm listening to called Red Band now, and then they're they're a gospel mm. group. And they play like live instruments. Mm-hmm. But literally, my pastor and us, we're getting ready to buy equipment because we're going to be doing live recording sound. So I'm getting my ears trained Praise to God. mixing those type of records. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm that type of producer. So I kind of stay
0: in that lane. Hey, Amen. What's your number one song, man, that that got the most views, hit, that you like, that you minister all the time to? Where you bobble at? Where's my Bible? Oh yeah, oh, where your okay, Bible at? That okay. still get played uh-huh. in okay, uh, okay. a song I did with King Ace
2: called Party. Okay, people okay. still request that, that 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 song. In this, how does the hook go? Where
0: your Bible at? Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I love putting on the spot. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> uh, where can they get your
2: music, man? You can go on Spotify and type in J White J Dash dot White. Okay. J-dash.White. Okay. Yeah. okay. Nice. Yeah. And I'm on Apple, iTunes, uh on Instagram, I'm Jay White for Life. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Man. And if God. you didn't want to li- listen to any of the music I produce, uh, you can look up King David, you can look up King H, you can look up Nack Daniels, uh Ammo. I've produced for uh we did over hundred artists,
0: definitely. Wow, praise God. We did
2: over hundred artists wow. here in South Florida. Wow. Uh recording, Damn. mixing, mastering. Hmm um i have two shows now on the radio now f- on, on hot 105 uh there's a lot of there's a lot of things a lot of networking hey yeah. man yeah that's awesome yeah. i love his awesome. studio
0: man I've, I've been there and you, it's so consecrated for god it's not just a room you feel the presence we of god always end in bible study after we get you the know recording. <laughs> we <start laughs> pray before we started it ain't no hey jump out no it's <laughs> Take off your shoes, <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna do some rap music. You know, uh, I have yeah. a I
1: have a question from the beginning. Take off your shoes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, from the beginning of the conversation. <laughs> like I remember, you guys were talking about the the industry itself, mm-hmm. and you mentioned that you know people from church they don't like to put money into it. Yeah. Now there's there's a business side of what we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as artists, you know, when you produce something, you you want to either make it popular or let people you know hear about it or sell it or whatever. But in that side of business, from the church is always judged like like negatively. Like like if you do something for God and you make money with it, it's like oh you should give all that money away. Like, like <laughs> that's crazy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, isn't it like that? Yeah, like yeah. it's always judged like <laughs> like oh you know you, you sold uh, a million books and now you're a millionaire. You should give it away. <laughs> Why don't you tell Bill Gates to give away everything yeah. he has? You right. know, but but we're judged by yeah. that. Now, from that perspective, how is the business? of producing art for god. The business side? Yeah, the business as far side as of it. We're setting
2: prices and yeah, all no, those well, different
1: things. Well, how's the business side of it because we were talking about hey, people don't want to spend money. So how do you make money with 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 your art that mm-hmm. is for god?
2: I think the first thing any artist would do is first build value in the individual. I think a lot of artists are not making any money because the people don't see them as value. And sometimes you have to literally create things, whether it's social media, uh, whether it's uh, uh, making your music, whatever it may be. The key thing is that you build value in yourself. That in my life has caused people to look at me and say, you know what? I shouldn't do this for free for you. The What you gave me is more than what I expected. And it made them feel like, you know what? I've had millions of times people say, that's all you charge? Mm, yep. It started making me think I need to probably up my mm, price a yeah, little. But yeah. what has happened is in their uh, perception of me, they've decided that he is worth something. Yes.
1: Yep. Yes, and mm. I think
2: a lot of artists are not doing that. They're not working on themselves to where they're building their relationship with God. They're not allowing people to see that growth in them in their spiritual walk uh, in their craft. Some of them, I've, when I see them perform, I could tell you ain't been practicing. Mm. I could tell by where mm. you holding the mic. <laughs> mm. I could tell by you, you're missing your lyrics and you expect somebody to get. Uh-huh. Just think about everything that you're sowing, mm. yeah. you're yeah. reaping. Yeah. When you start looking at it like that perspective, you start putting things in order. I feel that things start changing hmm. because now you're literally working on the very thing you're working on—the goose that lays the golden egg.
0: Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. So
2: for me personally, that has—that's something I—I I, I have a school called Hitmakers School. We launched it last year. We had 27 kids, hmm. and we worked with them on Thursdays and Fridays. We would bring them in to make beats and everything. But one thing I—I kind of. Balance with them is saying, Hey, there's some spiritual things I want to teach you. I want to make you sure you understand what praise and worship is. Why? Because as a gospel artist, when you go into the places you want to be able to allow God to work through you, that if the atmosphere is wrong, you have the ability to make a shift, to change it. Yeah.
3: Praise yeah. God. Yeah. 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 And yeah.
2: I think when you, everything is mindset. That's why Jesus said, Repent. He kept saying to the word, Repent, yeah. Repent, Repent. He was trying to get the people to change the way they're thinking. Yep. Why would he say that? Because what God has created is the fact that how you think, you attract certain things in your life. And I realized when I shifted, when I transformed the way I was thinking about rap and gospel music, and I used to say, I used to always say, ain't no churches that pay gospel rappers. Mm. <laughs> ain't no church. And I kept running into situations where churches wouldn't pay. When mm-hmm. I literally started changing my yes. speech. yes it was as if something weird was happening. People were like, that's all you charge. Yeah. And I just started confessing. There are churches that will pay me. There are churches. There are gospel artists that will pay me. This is how much I want to pay, get paid. The Lord was like, write division and make it plain. That's if gospel it. artists come to my studio, they would see the certain vision boards that I would have. Yeah. Like everything I've accomplished, I want to be a. When I wanted to get on the radio, I used to act as if I was on the radio. Here you go. Mm. A year later, a guy named M J Smith from W M found me, and he was like, "You sound like you ought to be on the radio." He didn't even know I was at home in my room mm.
0: practicing for a whole year, wow. acting
2: like I was on the radio.
0: You guys know what Billy Graham That's was God. doing. <laughs> before he preached to Ooh, the nation mm, mm. he was preaching to the cows <laughs> seriously
1: practicing yeah i believe you yeah
0: he was I preaching to the cows and uh. then god used him for the nation so mm-hmm. I, t- I told all these young kids man oh i, I want to be a pastor how many uh sermons have you written already mm-hmm. but you just gotta you gotta do it man you gotta do practice it practice it yeah so That's the bible also says so as a man thinketh, so he is mm. It says, with the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father. With that same tongue, we curse men that was made in God's image. So a lot of times we curse what God has blessed Mm. because we're speaking those things into existence. You know, we have to... Like you said, speak life, don't mm-hmm. speak death And look, it's just opening up, man Because I believe that it always happens first in the spiritual And then it manifests in the physical Yeah, Jesus said, ask and
2: believe That's it <laughs> And it's, it's a principle mm. uh, If you just start applying principles in your life It's like laws that can't change It's like, uh, uh, how you say, gravity You jump off, I don't care if you speak in tongues You jump off that cliff, it's going down because it's a law yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. why don't you just take the principles of God's word and apply it to your business? Come on. and watch things change. That's it. That's literally. It. No, that's it. <laughs> Start it. writing a vision and make it plain that's to it. other people. It may seem crazy, but the only reason it seems crazy is because their faith is not where you at.
0: That's it. Mm-hmm. And I don't yeah. need you to believe what I believe. Mm-hmm. So this yeah. podcast, <laughs> I mean, there's people that probably have prepped years or months to get the podcast. Mm-hmm. It took us ten days. Mm-hmm. He's had a thought, and the thought came to pass, and all the, 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 the stuff started coming in <laughs> from mm. Amazon. Mm. Throop, we set it up, and here we are. And uh, I think we have like 400 uh, subscribers and over, uh, I think it's a quarter million views already, 250, over 250,000 in a couple of months. And it's God. Mm-hmm. You know, we believed it, we put it into practice, and now we're seeing it flourish, man. God is good.
2: I think that that, that it's like as men, that package deal where God has a will for each one of us, it's like when you work within that will he made for you, everything's supposed to come to you. Because it was a part of the benefit package when he made you in your mother's womb.
0: That's it. Mm, (laughs) So it's
2: like as long as I stay on my assignment and my purpose, I literally don't have to chase money anymore.
0: Amen. Praise God.
2: That's when I realized everything, the people, the places, everything started coming toward me because I just kept saying, you know what, I'm going to stay right here in my assignment. I'm going to stay on my purpose. When people bring me new ideas, I always say, let me make sure this line Lines up with the vision that God gave me for 2024. I don't care how much money it is. If it's going to take me off of it, I can't do it. Amen. Because why? If I get off of it and I make this money, I'm not going to have peace. I'm yeah. not going to sacrifice my peace.
0: Amen. If I stay in his will, man, I got peace of mind. Amen. And you mm. first seek the kingdom of God. You guys don't know, but God had us praying for like over a year in mm. the upper room. Yeah. Closing ourselves up two, three, four hours. That's all we did. Turn off the lights and seek the presence of God. So it's not like we woke oh, okay, 10, 10 days just for the podcast. No, God was already cultivating in us, in our hearts, putting this vision. Mm. We didn't know what was going to happen. We knew something was going to happen because mm-hmm. we'll feel God's presence come down. We didn't know the trials and tribulations that were going to come. We didn't know it. all these things were going to happen, but... Yeah. We were seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And now we get to see the fruit of his labor for his glory. I love yeah, that man. scripture because that scripture shows two parts.
2: Seek the kingdom and his righteousness. That A-N-D-N is two things. And it's like when you seek the kingdom of God and then you seek his righteousness, that means knowing your rights. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. when you know your rights, if a police officer pull you over and he says, well, you got to do this and tonight. It's like, wait a minute. I know my rights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like when you know your rights in the kingdom yeah. of God and what comes with being a citizen of God's kingdom, yeah. your mind, your attitude starts to change. It's like, you know what? I'm yeah. looking at my circumstance differently because I know my rights. Amen. I know my rights.
0: Mm. A lot of people they see the story unfolding, they but they they don't know the struggle, man. Right. I mean, as Christians, we struggle silently, man. Mm-hmm. And I think that podcasts like this, man, when we talk about the struggles, when we talk about the depression, the what you're going through now, the divorce, and, and I know for me, I've, I've, all my life I've always struggled in something, but God is allowing me now uh, in the last two years to, uh, I don't know, not, not, it's not that my struggles never went away, they're, they're always going to be there, mm-hmm. but he's allowed me to have a peace right now. You know and he's blessing me in every way f- physically, emotionally, spiritually. Mm-hmm. You know, 51 Amen. F- people, how oh, you like you in your 30s, bro? I feel like I'm in my 50s, but <laughs> you know, he's just blessing me in every way, man. So If you're not in a trial, that means you're coming out of a trial. Mm -hmm. And if you're coming out of the trial, get ready because you're going to go in that trial. Mm -hmm. But in all of that, we have to understand and know that God is sovereignly in control. He will not allow you to go through something you cannot handle, man. And if he's putting you in that trial, and I think you mentioned it early, it's because we need to learn why are we in this trial. God what are you burning away from us? Because every time we go through a trial, he's burning away all the dead works, man. Mm-hmm. How we started with him, how the vision and everything that, that you know, we started aligned with him. But now we start veering away because of all these good ideas. And, and you know, it can be financial, whatever it is, self-pride, greed. And now God allows us to go through these trials to burn all those things away to what? To realign. Said, I pray a lot, God, align my mind. With the mind of Jesus, amen, yeah, brother,
2: yeah, let this mind be in you that that was also in Christ Jesus, amen, I think a lot amen. of our trials are doing one of one of the things is character building, yes, big time <laughs> character, and it gives you a whole new perspective, going through a divorce, uh losing a lot of money and getting it back and losing it again. It's like it does a shift, and it's like you're gonna get you gotta get to a point to where you know that, okay. I have to fully trust God, I can't lean on my own, understand all the knowledge I know or mm. whatever like no Lord you this is this is everything that I have is yours yes my my life my my family, my business, everything is yours, so whenever I run into a situation, I shouldn't jump to my information. I should jump to say what did, what did it. God word say about this that's it how do you feel, mm. Lord?
0: I noticed that in my walk, even though God allowed me to have my master's in theology, my doctorate in biblical studies to built a bible college from scratch and have students and uh, all my years of studying the word bro i feel ignorant like Mm -hmm. i'm being honest with you Mm -hmm. i feel like i have no knowledge i feel like a baby bro all these titles all these things that i've done really it to me it is rubbish bro all i want is a personal relationship with my father man putting all titles aside and putting all credentials to the side i just want to be a son that's all i ever wanted Mm -hmm. i want to be your son i want to be able to walk into your kingdom and you say my uh, my my son you good and
1: faithful servant man well the bible describes eternal life as knowing the father and knowing jesus who he sent yeah so a lot of people think that eternal life is when you die, but eternal life is right here, right That's now. That's it, heaven, and, here, and on earth. And getting to know him. Yeah. So when you do that, you you really get the purpose of life, which is knowing your dad. And if you haven't had your dad for X amount of years, once you find him, what you want is to get to know him. Yeah. And he shows you who he is, whether you are on top of the mountain or down down in the valley. Mm-hmm. And learning how n- not to let those situations dictate your relationship with God is what's, what makes you humble. Amen. I guess what I was trying
0: to also say is that when I am being used by Him, it's when I have this knowledge. Mm-hmm. When I'm not, in other words, if I'm in the flesh, I'm playing basketball, I have no knowledge. Mm-hmm. So it's only when I'm walking in His will that these scriptures start coming, these words start coming, his voice, lay hands, cast demons, you know, speak, whatever it is. But then if I'm in the flesh, it's like, I know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and all of these years of learning, it's just, I feel like a child. You know, because you look at a person that let's say, you know, like me, tw- 27 years serving God and in the Bible and and serving, and I know nothing, mm. you know, I, I can't explain it. It's not like... Being a professor, you're a professor in school, you have all this head knowledge, it's not like that when you're a minister of the gospel. He literally wipes your mind clean (laughs) because he wants to fill you with new information, right now information, at the moment. And it's like the weirdest thing in the world because you have to have such an intimate relationship with God and you got to trust him so much that when I open my mouth, God, I know you're going to release the words. Like when people tell me, man, that was an awesome sermon. I'm like, I don't even remember what I said. You prophesied over me. You, I don't, I don't remember that. And it's because I'm an empty vessel, man. I consider myself ignorant to everything because he all the knowledge he has it so i depend on his mind to be aligned with my mind for me to walk and release whatever he wants me to release man amen, cool, yeah. amen. so mike any final uh questions for jay yeah, white
3: yeah i would say i always like to leave it off to you know obviously people have stuck around this long in the podcast and listening may be interested in who you are and in and, in and, and your testimony who you grow but now this is the time to kind of minister to them, you know, leave them with a word, leave them with something that they can hold on to, grab to. And maybe there's an artist, you know, that's just kind of like getting trying to get their feet established. And they just don't really know, you know, how how do I get to that next level or how do I, you know, like guide them, bring, minister to them, give them some kind of word to hold on to.
2: Amen. Amen. One of the things I would definitely want to share uh, to the new artists. Uh, that's in the industry at this time. Your relationship with God is the main thing you want to focus on. His ministry is 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 bigger than rap. It's bigger mm-hmm. than rap because your purpose is not about you, but it's about God's plan for the future. It's about the legacy that you leave. You got to think about the fact that your last breath that you take. What do you want people to remember about what God did in your life? I feel like life is a life to where every day we're writing a book and we're writing pages. And when we leave, it, they're going to read our book. Do we want to leave a, a history or a legacy uh, that all all I did was always for me or did I, all the work that he did was he did it for Christ. And the Bible tells us only what you do for Christ will last. So every day you wake up, your main thing should be is to let me get in God's presence and find out his agenda. God already knows what you need. So the minute you shift your mind, I guarantee you the Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth. There are so many principles in God's word that oftentimes we overlook or we let our circumstances and, and the, the issues of life make us forget. But that's why the Bible says to lean not to your own understanding. It says in all thy ways, that word A-L-L, all, in all thy ways, we have to acknowledge him. So that means you're taking your life, your relationship, your your friendship, your business, you're taking it before God. And you're just saying, Lord, what do you want me to do with this? I want to give you the glory. I want to give you the honor. Our life should be a life of the kingdom of God. And I think once we make sure that our hearts and our minds are in the right place, I truly believe that life itself lines up with what God has promised us. A lot of us are living other people's dreams. A lot of us are living mom and dad idea or what they feel or the, or the family business, not knowing that your purpose, <laughs> your identity is in Christ and Sometimes if you, if, you, if you become successful in a particular career that God didn't call you, imagine you climbing a ladder. You going up the ladder, but then when you get to the top of the wall, you realize you're on the wrong wall. That's what's happening to a lot of people in life. They're becoming successful as they're climbing that wall. But once they get to the top, they realize I'm leaning on the wrong wall. Mm-hmm. So that means that you've become successful and you missed that one word. It's called fulfillment. God desires for each one of us to have a level of relationship and a fulfillment. So I want to encourage you to, as you decide to, you make that choice that, hey, I want to climb. I want to go higher in this life. I want to go higher in the Lord. Well, make sure you're leaning on the rock. <laughs> you want to make sure you're leaning on the right wall. And that word, and, and that's God's word. And I, if you haven't picked up your Bible, if you haven't had a prayer life, get back to the basics, set up a schedule. Give God his time. The best thing you could do when you get in the presence of a king is close your mouth and listen. Just think about it. If a man wants to talk to a woman, he said, hey, I want to get to know her, but he did all the talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ask yourself, brother, did you really get to know that woman? Hmm. Wow. Well, I want to ask you, if you go in God's presence and you do all the talking, and then you say, Amen, did you really hear from God? The truth is you didn't. You have to be able to discipline yourself to mm-hmm. where you can shut the noise down. And I know that's hard for most rappers because I struggle with that. I used to like listening to loud music all the time, not knowing the closer you go in God, he's going to tell you to turn it off. Yeah, mm. He's going to tell you, yeah, you needed me to... Some people say, I got saved when I listen to rap. And I say, well, listen, don't if they stop rapping at that church, you're going to leave. Yep. So you need to... Disconnect that. That's right. You need to get connected to the Father. So if rap brought you in, then you may need to stop listening to it and make sure you pick up that Bible.
0: Amen. Because
2: God wants to talk to you. And if you don't position yourself, it's all about positioning. If you don't position yourself, then what's going to happen is that you're going to struggle in this walk. Because it's it's, it's not easy. But what did Jesus say? He said, my yoke is easy. Mm, That's it. Yeah. And so what happens is that you still mean you go through struggles. But the difference between some of us is the fact that when you put on God's yoke, there is a certain peace in mind that you get to where people are like you in the fire. And now you're like, yeah, I'm in the fire, but I don't feel the burns. Come on. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody else losing houses. I'm buying three. That's it. (laughs) <laughs> Amen. it's a different mindset when you shift into the kingdom of god and that's what the father wants to give us remember what jesus prayed when he, he said lord don't take them out but <laughs> leave them here why god wants us to occupy the earth so it's time for us to step step it up bring the standard of god back up i encourage all our leaders all our gospel rappers if you're doing music set the standard Make sure that what you're putting in your lyrics is God's word. Get back to the basics and hear from God. Get back to bringing scriptures. Get back to, because remember, people are young people are memorizing the lyrics. Yep. They are yes. meditating on your lyrics. And if you're not giving them the word of God, because someone won't pick up their Bible, but they'll pick up your CD or they'll pick up your Spotify. So give them the word of God, because we want to really shift the way young people are thinking. So I encourage you to, 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 to build your relationship with God. Let that be the focus. Everything else will fall in line. Amen. Everything else will fall in line. Amen.
0: Amen. That was Jay White, man. Unity movement. Unity. You guys really, really, really need to look this man, man of God up, man. Go on the internet. Listen to his music. Bless him, man. Maybe you have Amen. a child. Maybe you're a mom listening or a dad listening and say, man, I, I, I need to find a niche for my son. Throw him in the water. And see if he can swim. Rap music may not be the answer, but you need to start him somewhere. And I'm telling you, man, this young generation, they love this movement. Um, We want to encourage you, man. Like, share, and we also want you to subscribe. Thank you for blessing blessing us, man. This is Deep in Your Business. Alvaro Salino Riega de los Hoyos. I got it right this time, right? (laughs) Finally. (laughs) We love you guys. (laughs)